what is your relationship with your emotional energy? In consciously connecting with your energy, we are going to help you realize that you cannot be high functioning in life if you don't respect your energy. Remember the value of a focused and directed attention. Energy is the most valuable currency we have access to and exchange. I discuss the somatic impact of emotional suppression by discussing Simone Biles' self-awareness, strength, and leadership in removing herself from competing in the Olympic Games and share some of my own personal experiences in my journey with gymnastics. I've heard that this week brought you major, major understanding because of Simone Biles. Um, not just because of Simone, but oh, a lot of things. But okay, uh, yeah, beautiful. So, where do I start? I can't remember the timeline, and I guess the timeline is really <laughs> not that important. Um, however. I know early last week, I was kind of feeling some heavier energy. No, no, I, I guess the timeline is important. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the event happened with the Olympics where Simone, you know, did not have a good day. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she decided to take herself out of the games. And as soon, like I was watching it live and when she did her, her first vault, well, her only vault, um, I was like, mm, something's completely off with her. Like, yes, this is not like her character, but like I quickly started thinking about at qualifications, how she um, didn't have as much control over some of her power moves. Um, and then I thought back of when I went to trials and she, it was kind of a similar circumstance, but it was almost like with every competition that she was having, there was, um, more and more loss of body control that she was experiencing or that I could observe. And so when she said, you know, I'm not, not doing the rest of the competition, I immediately went to, I don't think that she's injured. It is her intuition that is speaking very strongly to her and knowing that um, she had made some remarks um, or statements earlier on that as a gymnast, sometimes it's very difficult when it comes to emotions because um, you have to kind of learn how to can't say that word right Com compartmentalize your emotions and a big part of that is so that you can stay really focused and in tune with what your um, mind is telling your body to do. And emotions can sometimes get in the way of doing that, right? And so it just kind of was clicking to me that 
if she's had to negate a lot of emotions that she's experienced over the years and she's she's experienced you know a lot of sexual trauma related to gymnastics she's had to go through a ton of um you know, just being in the spotlight and having to perform a certain way and meeting others' expectations as well as her own. And going back to when I was in gymnastics, like, that's tough. And realizing um, that when we suppress emotions, like, they're going to come up at some point. And if you if you don't deal with them or if you haven't fully dealt with them, they will start manifesting through your body, through your mind, some way so that they can get expressed, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was, it just was really clear to me that, oh, this is what's happening. And then um, like I thought of an experience that I had when I was in gymnastics, I was training for my full twisting layout and I had a half, I had it solid, my coaches said, you're ready, try for a full. Worst case scenario, you don't get fully all the way around and you just do a half or you do a three quarter or whatever, but go for it. And I was like, okay, I can do this. So I went for it. And when I went, when I got up in the air and began to twist, all of a sudden I just like blocked out. Like my mind just went blank. I lost control out of, uh, of my body. I ended up falling on my neck and landing wow. with my feet underneath my body. And I just remember laying there going, what just happened? Like, I had no idea. I had just completely blanked out. And I even, I didn't want to get up right away because I was like, am I hurt? Mm -hmm. I don't know. And so like, I just kind of had to lay there and then like, I moved my feet they felt fine. So I just like moved my legs, got up. Everybody in the gym was completely silent. Like what just happened, you know? And um, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure, I can't remember if I got back up and like at least attempted a half again, I don't remember. But knowing that feeling of going, I don't know what, what just happened and I don't have control over my body right now. Like that's really scary. And it was smart. It was like the best decision that she could make for herself because she could have put herself in danger. Mm -hmm. And it was like, after that event, to hear all of the scrutiny, I mean, like within moments that morning, People saying, oh, we lost gold because Simone pulled out. We didn't lose gold because Simone didn't perform. We, we never had gold in the first place. We performed at the best possible way that we could. We came through and we got, we got silver, like we meddled. That's amazing. We should be support, like, thinking we as Americans should be supporting the people that are there representing our country. And um, it just kind of triggered some different things of going, mm -hmm. 
why are we not supporting others, you know? And then looking back at the gymnastics career I had and I got very nostalgic and like I pulled out all of my gymnastics stuff and just was going through it all and kind of recounting my journey that I had. And I mean, I got very emotional at times and going, oh, like we can't, we were, we were nobodies. We didn't even have a team. We created a team out of the passion for gymnastics. When we first started, I mean, we didn't even have a full gym. We didn't have, we had two lanes for the floor. We didn't even have a full square um, mm -hmm. exercise or floor exercise. We had at first a homemade beam. We had a vault that was, I don't know, maybe a meter long if that um that was homemade and we had to go to another gym to like learn their bars at first like we didn't even have full equipment and we still went out and we did it and within the first year our first year of competing my coach was able to get equipment and we still had to move things around and make things work but we made it work. And our first year out um, in my age group, we all went to state. We won gold <laughs> for our age group. We yeah. Were nobody. yeah, we were nobodies. That's so beautiful because passion, like yeah. all the way Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Yes. And I mean, I, I know that there were times where we, whenever we would compete against bigger teams, they'd kind of look at us and be like, who are you? You know, and we didn't care. We, we gave everybody so much love and we would cheer other teams on. We had compassion for each other. We were a great team. We had great sportsmanship and that just continued to the point where, um, we upgraded three different studios. I mean, my coach has had numerous different um, gyms now. She grew it from uh, just being in the USA Gymnastics Organization to mm -hmm. taking it to the high school and being able to compete in the high school programs. She ended up becoming the number one coach in the state um and it's just like all because of passion and all because no. you don't you don't give up on your dreams and then knowing my own journey like i never gave up i had a couple different injuries and then my last year that i competed i got very very sick i first had um colitis Within a month or two later, I had shingles. And then within a couple of weeks after that, I had mono. That completely just like depleted my immune system. I was on bed rest. I don't even remember like a month of my life because all I did was sleep pretty much. Um, I had to go in for IV treatments. And 
then still after that, I still got back out there and began competing. And I remember my first meet back, I was in optionals at this point, which is where you got to actually make up your own routines instead of um, all competing the same routine. And I was, I was the first one in our team in our gym that was able to do that. And so it was really exciting, but it was also a lot of pressure because I was advancing quicker than the other gymnasts were. And sometimes mm -hmm. it felt a little bit lonely because I didn't have any teammates there with me. And a lot of times I didn't have teammates there rooting me on because they were getting prepared for their own competition or they were competing in a different space or different time frame or whatever it was. Um, and just realizing like, oh, how important it is to have team and have community and how that impacts your mental health and how much I was impacted. And I never, I was too tough. You know, I never expressed how much that impacted me. And it was like one of those things where I pressed the emotions down. And so that first meet back, I actually went and supported my team the day before I was competing. And it was our circle of stars invitational. So they normally would have a couple Olympians there and Kim Zemeskel was there. And I got one-on-one -on -one time with her and just talked and shared parts of my story. And we cried together and she gave me like so much love and inspiration and in going, you have the passion, just stick with that and just keep going. Like, and she came and she watched some of my routines. And then I, I was able to get a bronze medal for floor. I didn't medal on the other events, but it was the fact that like, I even got a medal after being down for months and after my body being like completely shit, you know? And then it was like, and then I saw Kim there and it was like, wow, like this is really amazing. And then like, I'm starting to kind of get choked up, like going back and looking at that and going, that was a huge journey. And I had, like, there were so many ups and downs that I, and I didn't even give myself the acknowledgement that I deserved to know really how strong I was. And so I just sat with that and it was, it was really healing. And it was also like one of those moments where I was like, wow, that was something that meant so much to me. And yet I still couldn't give myself credit for it, but now I get to, and now I get to really step in my, in my worth and going, I have the opportunity now more than ever, now that I can see all the bigger picture of everything, that I get to heal those wounds, that I get to show up for myself stronger than I ever have in my life. And by doing that, that's honoring my gymnastics me. And it was just really great. And then it was the next day, 
that I still like, I kind of was feeling like um, an awareness and vulnerability hangover, I would say. So my energy was kind of low and I was like, okay, I'm just going to have grace with myself and honor and acknowledge. I was like, I'm going to do a releasing ritual, a releasing <laughs> ceremony. And so I came in my office. I got some sage out. I got my um, singing bowl. And I started with that. I used the sage. I sat and I just meditated. And <sighs> it was just so cool because, and I forgot this piece, when my coach first started her gymnastics studio, her number one rule was we couldn't use the word can't. Can't was a four letter word that was not that we weren't able to use in our vocabulary mm -hmm. and if we did then we'd have to do like push-ups or there'd always be something because we could do anything mm -hmm. and i didn't even realize it but i'm sitting there doing the meditation and going okay like i have a little bit of like soreness or something like there's something that needs to be expressed mm -hmm. so i just started saying i can out loud over and over and over again. And I would say I can, and then in my head, like just allow whatever to come up, Yeah, you know? And I was just chanting it. And then it was like, I got in this trance and I could feel energy moving through me. And just, I don't even remember what the what exactly came through, but it was like on the other side, something changed. I embodied. And it was like, I was just releasing all the things that were holding me back. And I just had so much trust that there, the universe, God is bringing me abundance and it's going to work out and I trust in all of it. Like I, I really trust it. And, um, you know, I was putting the intention of, I just, I'm gonna get creative with people even more so than what I have been. And something that I've wanted for a while is going to come through. And later that night, <laughs> one of my very close friends that I, he's been in my life pretty much forever, He's like a brother to me. Um, he calls me to say, what's going on with Simone? Like, is she hurt? Is she not hurt? I don't know. Like, <laughs> you're you're the one that's going to be able to help me out here and understand. Uh -huh. And so we're just talking through it. And he's a band director for high school. And so I was like, how are things going? And he was like, oh, they're going. But, you know, we could use a little help. And I was like, you want me to do a workshop with them? Damn, I was literally, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was literally going to tell you what's coming through my mind like over and over again is um, sharing, speaking, like you have a gift to share this experience, not only with me. Uh, and so, but I'm sorry, I just said damn because it was really resonating. So 
but okay. proceed. Sorry, proceed. Yeah, yeah. So I said, do you, do you want me to do a workshop? And he was like, what do you have in mind? And so I'm just throwing some things out there. And he was like, that would be great. Yeah, work on something this week. I've got some things I've got to do. We'll reconnect next week and, you know, we'll set the plans. And I was like, great. I'm like, <laughs> what like, just happened? Like out of nowhere? Yeah. 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 And and the thing is, like, I've been wanting to do something creative with him for a very long time because I also love music. I used to be um, in competitive shows in high school. And it was like, this is just another way that I get to connect with one of my passions by being in service. And another way that I get to plant all of these seeds with younger individuals yeah. and that we can start changing or not changing, but um, acknowledging. Yeah. Acknowledging all of the greatness and potential at a younger age so that it's like they, they don't have to um, run the cycles that we have because they're gonna already have the tools to be able to, um, I wouldn't say not experience it because they're going to experience something, but they're not going to have as much struggle. They're not gonna have as much suffering. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh my gosh, what a great opportunity. It, and, it really is. Yeah. And the way it came true, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you have the, uh, or I wish you could like hear what you just shared through my body and eyes and awareness. Cause I mean, the sheer power of, of all that you, that you just shared. And I mean, I'm, and it's precisely today that I don't have my camera, but I'm like shivering and I'm here, uh, finding the right words to express what I cannot ultimately put into words, which is, holy cow. Uh -huh. Like, I mean, Jam, that's a hell of a journey. Um, yeah. And, and uh, how how is that not, I, I mean, the amount of young athletes or not even athletes, people or that, and then yeah. it's happening, like it's coming to you. Yeah. That, that um, spot for you to share um, what's yeah. from personal experience, which is ultimately the only thing you can share is what's been true yeah. with, with integrity, where like we can share everything, but with integrity, if you've been through it, it's going to come true as totally honest, totally mm -hmm. embodied and totally useful for everyone. So, whoa, I yeah. mean, I'm so happy. Yeah, so exciting. And then to take it just one step further, you know, with the intention last week, um, I said that I was going to be doing some breath work. Yeah, I remember that. Right? So um, I ended up, another coaching friend of mine is a breath work and detox coach. Okay. And she offered to do a session for my mom and I together. And it was like, ooh, this Whoa. is cool. 
that breathwork session was amazing. Like I got so in touch with myself. We did it laying down. I could only feel two parts on my body on the ground. And that was just at my tailbone. And then like at um, the top of my neck, everything else felt completely weightless. I had tingles. At one point I had like at the base of my skull, mm -hmm. I felt an energy that like, I don't want to say it shot through, but it, it was kind of a force mm -hmm. that went through into my brain. And then it felt like it was just like this streamline that went like this and just like expanded out. And it Whoa. was like, it was like cooling and warm all at the same time. And then I don't like, it was like a release of energy and it just, I all, all night, like the rest of the night, I was completely energized. My mom had a, a similar experience, not, not the exact thing that I yeah. had, but like she had tingles when she, when we kind of came to, I looked at her and she just had this, she had this grin that was so warm. And it was like from ear to ear, her eyes were smiling and she was like, all I can say is I just feel complete and utter joy. Yeah. I am just filled with joy right now. And she was just like, I don't even really know what else to say. And like her eyes were twinkling and I was like, mom, I have not seen you like this in a very long time. And not that she's an unhappy person, but that whole the quality of that was different. Yeah, I, I, I got you. Yeah, yeah, and she was just like, I just, I, I have so much energy. She just started like cleaning the house, and this is at like 8 p.m. at night. And she was just like, I just got to do all of these things. And she was like, I just have a whole different perspective. And this was on the most stressful day of her week. Wednesdays are always her most stressful days. And she was like, I'm so glad that I put some of my work to the side and made this more important. And it made me realize that I have to start doing that and that I have to start like doing the things for me and that I wanna start doing breath work on a weekly basis. And it was just like, the transformation was instant, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And of course she's gonna have to keep- Process the, it. And yeah keep those processes those <coughs> options up, but it was like the things that were coming through. So beautiful. And another coin for the tip jar, like almost like every week we, mm -hmm. we are in tune, right? So I've just read something really, really similar, similar to what you shared to the experience of, you know, the pressure at the base, at the base of the, the skull and then the shooting and the expanding just I, I i am again like wow what's the odds of this sharing and i have read it so i don't know if you've read um autobiography of a yogi by 
No, no, and that's been on my list. So by our Yogananda, something uh, by Brahmahamsa Yogananda. Okay. Yeah. Um, he like I'm not going to do a spoiler, but but um, wonderful. I mean, wonderful. Secret of life is in energy and redirecting our energy. And, mm -hmm. Wow, this shifts so beautiful. Yeah. And I'm so glad for your mom also. Yeah. And that's an awesome realization of if you put the world always in front of you, you'll end up like with the opposite of that experience. And Absolutely. so, but, but the real realization has to come from inside. So yeah. I'm so happy that yeah. you realized. Yeah. It was like such a, and of course, like there were so many other moments this week that were just so connected and great, but it was like, those were the highlights, you know, and those are, those are pretty amazing highlights. Yeah, really yeah. I mean, yeah. whoa. Yeah. yeah. Like that's more than a month's worth in one yep. week. Yep. Yep. It is. And mm -hmm. I'm so glad and really the power that I felt through this call is like, damn, we are doing some good work. <laughs> you know, like. Not even good. We are doing great, amazing, phenomenal, astronomical work. Yeah, yeah. And we get to just share it. We get to share <laughs> so it. It's so good. So beautiful. Yes. Well, ah, one. So now that I've shared, Mm -hmm. I want to hear about yours. What was your week like? Okay, so my week was like, the rest of my week was like um, a buildup of, of tension, of uh, dense energies, which I now see that were kind of control. I wanted to control everything. I wanted to be there for everyone and uh, to make sure everything went perfectly right like every single time and you know like make sure uh what's happening I, I cannot control everything like this is my mind okay going in a short circuit um everything happening at once because I was kind of trying to to achieve oneness from separation which is impossible I was like right. embodying my small self and trying to yeah fix everything possible so that everyone would be fine so and pushing uh, using a lot of push force a lot of right? control a lot of push a lot of uh, struggle tension like yeah. in every area and then life just kept uh, beating kind of reflecting the same so mm -hmm. my uncle i i shared with you last week what happened um then uh, an ex-worker uh, that worked for my parents. We have a company, uh, a small like a, media, a small company here at home. And an ex-worker, which I really really like, um, passed away. Um, you know, uh, my personal trainer that helped me through a lot of my journey uh, is at the hospital as well. Like. Uh, the, the grandparent of, of a big friend of mine passed away, uh, you know, so it, like the rest of the week was so much 
uh, tension mm-hmm. so much. I was like, damn, what's I, I mean, what's happening? Like, what's all this? And you can even feel while I'm sharing it, like the tension and and the and ease. And so I just, I, I think it was like at the end of Saturday, I just before I went to bed, I just kind of crumbled. So I just cried and cried and let go. And I said just I, I surrender like you know I just I won't force anything anymore I will just trust that things <coughs> things will and even my throat is like clearing and all of that yeah I, I just trust things will you know I have to trust I have to let go I have to um if everything is one and we are all connected I I I just have to trust in that energy, whatever we want to call it. I, I'm just going to surrender. And instead of forcing, I'm going to, to the opposite, which is loving. I'm just going to love whatever appears right now and, and just love, not try to control, not uh, mentally try to help or, I don't know, do a thousand things. I'm just going to be there, just exist and radiate love to the extent I can. And since then, things are just magically, <laughs> I don't know, magically solving, magically unblocking, magically, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Revealing and their beauty. Yes, yes. And yeah. I realize how easy it is to, for us to bring spiritual concepts into the mind and then, you know, we'll live the opposite because we try to force them, we try to push. And it's the opposite is uh, letting go, flowing fullness. And from there, the right action appears. And I needed to, to build all of this tension to be called to a huge release. And I like, besides that, um, I, so regarding this whole situation that's going on in the world, so I've made up my mind that I, I, I don't want to take the, uh, the vaccine. Um, like it doesn't make sense to me, but it's a sensitive uh, issue. I, I respect all points of view, but right. also I, I, I think it was Saturday afternoon. Um, I was casually talking with some friends and a group appeared and I expressed, you know, my point of view and kind of got attacked because there was a lot of tension. So uh, it was all of this buildup and I'm sorry because my throat is really clear for a good reason. And conclusion, I started remembering how everyone is perfect exactly uh, as they are and doing what they are doing and that is not my job to change anything or to you know force any change or make people see anything or you know force anything and paradoxically the more I love someone uh, the way they just are the more they open up to change transformation and mm-hmm. and I know we kind of 
write about this, we talk about this, we we do our best to embody it, but sometimes we we forget. And this is was this was a forgetting, and then the mind just complicates everything. Um, yeah, everyone just wants the best for each other, but we forget that the best is loving white people as they are. Uh, right, and removing our own uh, our own biases, our own filters, our own lenses from that. Right. Right. Like that's where we get caught up. That's where the mind comes in and we can get caught up in the mind instead of just relaxing into what is. Exactly. And what is love. Yes, and from what is, we can even set intentions or, you know, see the person at their best, but it's a totally different energy than coming from desperation or from tension or for, from anger and wanting to change things. Because right. um, I guess what happened was so many things happened so fast that I didn't get to process any emotions that were coming my way because I was needed to be there to mm -hmm. kind of provide some support. At least that's the story that my mind told me. But now that I see it, um, if I'm not in a stable position first, what support am I providing? Or am right. I just adding to the tension, not wanting to do so, but, you know? Right, and you're recycling that energy because you're not holding the space for yourself first. Yep, mm -hmm. and it's a lesson we just keep learning uh, under different circumstances or in different moments, different phases. And, and right now I'm grateful for for that lesson once more. Um, yeah, I'm I still have lot of lots of things to, to process. Um, but I'm feeling more and more like it's it's the metaphor of we, the more we fight life, the more we are fighting ourselves, right? And yeah. and the more we come from this fighting perspective or we complain about why this happened like this or the, like, the more it shows, the more we see it, the more tension we build. And yeah, when I finally gave up, like trying to control, because I trusted that, well, eventually things will sort out. They just did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, like when you look at it from the outside, you kind of want to laugh because yeah. it's like, damn, do you really need to, to let things go to that point before you have the faith that things will turn out okay? Or is it that whenever you see things, starting to go off track you could go to that place of faith that wait here i am again trying to control everything what if i just adopt the posture that it will flow in the best way for everything for, for everyone involved because right. that's how life actually works when we don't step into it uh, nature does that animals do that they just don't overstress whenever there's a 
conflict or a problem, seeming problem or whatever, and it ends up serving the interests of everyone involved. And we kind of, the biggest wound of the humankind is separation. We feel separated from life. We feel like we are not taken care of, that we are not, that ultimately we are separate. So <clears throat> it's our job as a small uh, fragment to do everything and control everything and make sure like everything goes according to an invisible plan instead of, okay, what would make me more joyful? What would make me more of service? And we just go that way, knowing that life itself works to support you because you are going in its favor. And mm -hmm. honestly, like the more you separate yourself and you want to do everything on your own, the more suffering you will like you will create inside and for everyone else. Mm -hmm. And it's a lesson that I somehow keep on receiving. Um, there are more intense weeks than others. This one was a, a pretty intense one. Um, yeah. Very intense one. Very intense. Um, can I reflect something back to you? Go for it. So in that, especially because your focus on, not just your focus, but your um, understanding of separation and how that is something that you've been focused on is being connected. Um, and of course, that's knowing that like there's cycles that are gonna continue to come up. Mm -hmm. What I see in this is one of the reasons it came up at the intensity it came up is because of the growth that you've had. And, um, you know, God gives us different lessons to learn from and learn through. Mm -hmm. And it was the same, it was the same lesson, right? or the same opportunity to say, I know I understand I embody, that I am surrendering and that I trust mm -hmm. that everything's going to work out. Mm -hmm. And so one lesson was given to you, or I wanna say lesson, one experience, mm -hmm. one space was given to you. And instead of fully embodying that, you still kind of had the, how can I fix this? How can I control this? How can yeah. I, how can I show up the way that it, I'm uh, just kind of perpetually showing up or have in the past? Mm -hmm. And so because you weren't able to step into your higher, then it was like, well, then again, let's do this again. Hey, Marco, you didn't hear the message the first time. Here's, here's another Here's another message for you. Oh, wait, didn't. you didn't quite get it that time. And then here's this other one. Hey, Marco, yep. nudge, nudge. Yep. 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 Right? And so that's why the tension built. <coughs> Instead of you being able to relax into it and being able to, I mean, it, 
the experiences or the situations would have been the same, right? I know, but I would be in a place of fully trusting, fully surrendering. Mm -hmm. and, and it would have been from a place of peace yes instead of turmoil yes and now i understand how mm -hmm. wars get perpetuated uh, sure you know like violence uh cycles of uh, victim aggressor all yeah. of all of those dynamics it, it's kind of the same if you keep acting the same way because you're blinded by a very strong emotion of pain or of hurt or of uh, lack of uh, faith or in, in my case it was like um, uh, anger like I was angry that all of that was happening so I'm like I, I completely cut myself from from the knowledge that all is connected and you know so I was so angry that I started isolating like coming from this place of, damn, I'm alone in this, like, I need to fix this. So the anger kept building up. I kept seeing uh, different situations of, of the same, uh, of things going backtrack or, you know, I kept seeing and I, I the anger would build up so much until I have no choice but to release it. And then I saw, damn, I was literally blind with, with, this strong emotion and they were causing me to act uh, this certain way and damn this is like literally the only reason why people end up being mean to each other or uh, and so the right. lesson here goes deeper than only the trust and surrender but also when I see someone acting from this place um, you know I can have the compassion and the space like even in communication like mm -hmm. them because there's a huge hurt in in those ways of acting or even in complaining uh, chronically complaining or it's from her yeah um, yeah and and recognizing because you've had this experience and you've experienced <coughs> it at a core level yeah at a core level that's a that's a good term for it because you've experienced it at a core level and because of your compassion and your empathy when you see the opposite side of the coin when you get to be in observation mode it's like you're able to actually um it's almost like you can see the emotions and the thoughts and the circumstances that the other person is going through outside of them mm -hmm. and instead of grasping a hold of that and taking it in and having a reaction because that's all that it is it's like taking theirs and you're recycling it so then mm -hmm. you have a reaction you get to go oh i see it but I'm just going to see it. I'm mm -hmm. not, I'm not going to pull it in. Mm -hmm. I'm going to respond with love and compassion yeah. and, and, and basically, um, you reflect that energy away. 
which then in turn helps kind of uh, pulse that energy because you're not recycling it back to yourself. And you are even recycling, uh, recycling, reflecting um, the best version of, of the other one. Like right. I see all the anger, I see all the hate, I see all the emotions there, but behind that, I see a longing for connection. I see a longing for oneness because yes. I like, I'm getting more and more convinced that the core for every um, every human uh, disagreement is, is this basic idea that we are unsafe in this earth, that we are disconnected, that we are isolated, that we have to fight a massive world um, alone, like we are one against the world or one against, you know, like, and especially in uh, Western cultures, that's um, super emphasized. Yeah. Uh, competition, like you are the only one, no, nobody's coming for you. Um, like it's you against the jungle or the urban jungle. Or, and that kind of eats you on the inside yeah. um, because you become suspecting, you become defensive, you become angry, you become uh, yeah. all, of, all of those emotions that scaled up to a continent or, or a country or a society mm -hmm. promote uh, poor wealth distribution, homelessness, wars, the feeling, the homelessness is the, is the, the, the top feeling of being alone, like of nobody, Nobody sees me, nobody cares. I'm, I'm out here on my own. So you, <laughs> there's such a rejection coming from the inside that it manifests on that living condition. Yeah. And yeah. really I'm understanding that oneness is at the core of all healing because it's true. Like, because it's the truth. We, we are deeply interconnected. We, we could even argue that we are one like the same source mm -hmm. um, made in the image and likeness of God. So from that same source and to the extent that we remember that, to the extent we relax and we trust. And when you relax and trust, your path opens up, like abundance opens up, love opens up. But until we are able to feel safe and love uh, in this earth, Yep, and all that's happening, like at a collective level, is is the the externalization of that core flawed uh, belief in separation. We um, we are kind of there's danger coming from outside from the earth. We gotta separate each other. That's the um, poking at our core wound going yeah. out right now yeah yeah um, and, and the sooner that we can recognize it record recognize the separation even if it's moment to moment day by day mm -hmm. like that every day we have an opportunity to 
become connected. Mm-hmm. Every opportunity is an opportunity to become connected. Mm-hmm. And the, the more that we consciously are doing that and having grace and knowing that we're, we're not going to have it right 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. But just, but also trusting and knowing that if that's the lens that we are choosing to wear, and that is what we are choosing to integrate and transform, every little bit counts. And the True. more the, the more people that start be start the process and wake up with that consciousness of making the changes, mm-hmm. the closer we get to integrating as a more collective, connected group of, of living beings. True story. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a beautiful intention for me for this week to <clears throat> see myself in everyone, literally, and mm-hmm. not only that, but um, allow that oneness to remind me I'm safe, like, everything's flowing, um, that I don't need to control things because it's me. Like, if everything is an expression of me, why would I need to control it? Um, if there are no enemies, if there is no nothing that's apart from me, the need to control kind of drops because, and that's that has been an experience for me, many uh, areas of my life. and. Uh, many moments that the right people always appear or the right projects tend to appear when I open up to them, when I don't control uh, the right situations tend to appear, the right projects, or the more I try to control an aspect of my life um, from fear that it won't unfold, just the, the more stuck I feel. And, and the more I let go saying like, okay, the universe is taking care of it because I'm one with it. Um, and so everything must flow uh, to me and it does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, there's a couple things. First, I have a statement um, that I'm totally picking up on that I just, I need to say. And then the second one, I have a question. So don't let me forget to come back to the question for you. Okay. So with all of this that you shared, what I'm seeing is the cycle. Um, somebody else is credited with this. It's used in a lot of different coaching mechanisms, I guess, um, in different psychological studies. But we have situations or experiences that are neutral right? They have no meaning, but we're the ones that create the meaning. And so we have these beliefs or thoughts that develop based on the meaning that we place. Our thoughts and our beliefs then create the emotions that we experience. Mm -hmm. Those emotions then lead to the different actions that we take and how we show up in the world. Mm -hmm. and then that is what creates kind of the 
outcome or the ending circumstance that then starts the whole process over again. Again, yeah, yeah. Right? And so um, it was just kind of beautiful to see how as you were sharing the story and going, oh, well, I had these emotions and then I went back to the thoughts and then I like reverse engineering it, right? So right. like, I just, I love the representation of that and being able to go, okay, finally I was able to catch myself with my emotions because they were so strong at the end. You know, I had such an emotional um, release that that finally caught my attention. And once that finally caught my attention, instead of still thinking in a scarcity mindset, you mm -hmm. came from abundance. And once you came from abundance, it shifted the dynamic so that you then had emotions of gratefulness and wholesomeness and love and compassion, which then created actions of just relaxing and allowing yourself to be and showing that kind of compassion to others instead of your old patterns. And then what did that do? That ended up creating abundance in your life. Sure. Right? So um, my question then. Yep, I wasn't wanting you forgot the question yeah, right away, but yeah. you remembered. Yeah, so. well, because it's it's pretty, it is kind of tied into that. My question then is for this week going forward, hmm. what are you, what can you commit to um, like looking at that cycle, like what could you commit to to kind of have a higher alert of to in an attempt to catch the cycle earlier on? Huh. That's an awesome question. Thank you. Um, huh. Okay, so maybe um, whenever I start uh, complaining and wanting to fix things for other people, like when I start going totally out of my way to be there for someone, I could create some kind of, hmm, that's an interesting, how, I'm interested, how do you, okay, this is like, this is, I shouldn't, because you asked me, so this is not, I'm not playing a fair game here, but I was. Here, here, let me, let me ask you another question. Okay. So knowing um, the the way that the cycle runs, right? If you're right. saying if you're saying um, I'm going to clue into whenever I start to uh, like step step out of my way for others, yes, that would be an action piece. So how would you reverse engineer that from that place? Because if that's gonna be an awareness, how would you reverse engineer it? So like what gets me to the point of 
getting out of my way for others? Is that the question? Like, how does it start? Or going like going backwards? What kind of thinking and emotions yes. lead me to that? Okay. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. So the kind of thinking that I start having is Well, something usually out of, um, out of, I'm having trouble um, reverse engineering this, but normally is some event occurs that I figure somehow in me that the person might not have the resources to deal with. Maybe something out of uh, the expected that, and then, I see the person going through either emotional turmoil or like it's in a fragile moment. And then I start thinking, okay, no, I'm, I'm getting there. I start thinking, I gotta help this person. Yep, that's the first thought. <clears throat> then, Okay, now this is where it goes off track because my I equate helping with okay, ha, thank you. I equate helping with doing something. Uh, I must take action. Exactly, mm -hmm. and helping could 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 be just being present or asking if help is needed, but I automatically equate helping with providing a solution or taking some kind of action, then I start feeling anxious, like as to what action or what's the best way to. And then, wow, this is being so powerful. Then I equate successful help with, <coughs> oh God. I equate successful help with the person being back to normal, normal in my head being without the emotional turmoil. Uh -huh. Oh, cow! And then I end up, ah, uh, I end up, okay, everyone, everyone gets frustrated because it's not, um, it's not normal to expect that someone going through a rough situation behaves normally, quickly. So I equate like, I'm not doing enough. I okay. keep trying to do more stuff. And, uh, okay. Uh -huh. okay. So reversing, reverse engineering uh, all of this would be whenever I get the urge of this person is going through this, I must do something. Stop. No, stop. Wait, wait. Yeah. Breathe. And yeah. And I'm going to share something that I noticed with that with all of that cycle that you just went through, mm -hmm. you skipped over acknowledging the emotion. So not that it wasn't there, but in the initial thing of somebody is having an experience that's causing them turmoil or pain, I've got to do something to help out. So I jump into action. 
Yes. You you didn't acknowledge what the emotion was there. And I'm going to share what I can pick up on. Mm -hmm. The emotion is I've got to like the thought is I've got to jump into action and help them so that I don't feel pain as well. And well, so I'm going to do everything I can to help them out. Because I'm also, yep, yep. Yep. But then you're giving so much of yourself, which is then causing pain, right? It's causing. What I wanted to avoid. Yeah, yeah. Yes. What you wanted to avoid in the first place. So then by reverse engineering and holding the space for them and going, oh, they're in pain. <coughs> doesn't mean that you can't help out, right? You can still have the thought and the belief of, I can help this person out. And doing so is the space that is the yeah. space that counts. It's not right. The, the, right. the action is where is it coming from? Right. And and getting grounded with that emotion after that thought. Mm -hmm. You know, oh I don't oh, I want to help this person out. What's the emotion? that is driving how I, how I want to be helping them out. Mm -hmm. That's driving that action. And if you can get into the emotion then that's related to that thought and going, it's a, you know, doesn't mean that it's a bad thought to have, to want to help somebody out and to help serve, but it's, are you avoiding an emotion or are yep. you using that emotion to serve? Get you. Mm -hmm. and which then would create a completely different action, which then creates a completely different result, which then creates a completely different experience as a whole, which then starts an entire new process. Damn. Thank you so much, then, really, really, because that's I'm going to raise awareness on that because that's pretty much it. I jump into action because I like unconsciously I don't want to hold the space for any emotion that might be there. And by doing so, I'm also unconsciously not being of service to any of the like any of the sides. Because yeah. I'm helping out of fear or out of uh, pain. And not therefore I'm not even letting the other person fully acknowledging and expressing their pain out there because I want to be so quick to fix it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Why does it, like, why does it need so much quick fixing if it isn't coming from my own uncomfort in being with them? Mm -hmm. Because you're leading with love and compassion and I can't think of a single person who ever wants their loved ones to experience pain. So when there is pain and struggle and turmoil, it's natural for us to say, oh, I've got to help them out or, oh, I've you know got to alleviate this. Like that's, that's just probably, that's probably the, the best the example. Crazy. Mm -hmm. It's the best example that you could be learning from 
and that we could be talking about right now because it impacts every single one of us, whether we're conscious to it or not. Yeah, that's, that's really true. It's like a basic impulse when, it's, when we see <laughs> suffering or mm -hmm. we, we want to jump in to fix it. Yeah. But, even if we don't see ourselves as the ones that are capable of fixing, we still jump in and go, well, you could do this or, yeah, push, yeah. or this person could do that. Or, you know, it's either brainstorming or hiring some kind of service that can help alleviate the process or, you know, physically jumping in or recruiting others to, to do something, you know, it's always, fixing mode of some way because because we want to be resourceful we want to be able to help that's our nature Damn. it's just it's sitting with that emotion though with that person because unless if they are specifically saying to us i need your help we're making snap judgments True. or, or we're inserting our own viewpoints and assumptions and our own projections. We are own, uh -huh. we are own, we're own, I, our own escapes. Uh -huh. True. Like if, if someone's going through, through their things and we are just there present and loving, it would be much more of service than if we jump in and say, hey, why don't you do this or that? Or I can do this for you or that. Just chill, dude. Just mm -hmm. because if it freaks you so much to see anyone else, you know, expressing pain or expressing whatever it is because you need to get in touch with them. True. Yeah. Mm, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all of your week and all of the experiences that you've had and how that's impacted you to wake up to what your next journey is in the next oh, week. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so um, much for, for the beautiful vulnerability, this, this space the rawness, the everything that, that you shared was so profoundly touching and beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for seeing me. Um, I didn't state my intention for this week. Um, yeah, no problem. My intention is going to be, it's kind, it's kind of along this similar lines. Um, like you said, allow oneness, right? Mm -hmm. I, I am going to be, um, what do I want to say? What is this? I want to be cluing in more on the energy in which I am utilizing honoring 
end up holding. Um, and that meaning like, like coming from a place of love and connection and honoring myself with that first, because I've noticed that I, some of my self-care practices um, have dropped off a little bit. And mm -hmm. so, and, and I know this is the cycle, right? When I start doing that, that means that I start neglecting the space and the boundaries that I hold for myself and I will yes. stop to put others first. So I want to get ahead of that. <laughs> so um, I'm going to be paying attention to my energy and where the energy is coming from through the acts of self-care and just really connecting with that inner energy more. Beautiful. I, 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 I see how everything's connected. Um, mm -hmm. Well, the act of oneness Mm -hmm. that you are also a part of that one so yeah. uh, and also this last conversation about being able to hold the space means to be able to hold that space for you 